This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's up, everyone? It's Luke Munger of Dogman.com, joined by legendary intern Jack McCauley. Just a few days ahead of Washington's 2021 season opener against the Montana Grizzlies. Jack, how are you feeling excitement-wise about the return of in-person Husky football? We were talking about it a little earlier. Honestly, couldn't be more excited to return back into Husky Stadium. A year away was too long, and you don't really realize how much of a bummer it actually is being away from Husky Stadium when games are occurring, when you are when you have to be away from Husky Stadium when games are occurring. It's... It's a bummer, but nevertheless, man, man, super excited to get back in there, uh, see that place get rowdy. Um, even though it might be FCS Montana, still going to be great to be back. Certainly will. And like you said, nothing more fun than actually being in person. I'm going to be back in town this weekend and uh, just getting planned for a 5 p.m. kickoff. It's like a full day event. That's the best part about college football. I can't wait to be back. Exactly. Hanging out in the E12 parking lot getting ready for, uh, you know, just the return of our college football. Um, So, like I said, we've been doing a deep dive into the Montana Grizzlies. Uh, Jack is going to kick us off starting about the Grizz defense. Uh, Jack, why don't you give us a few minutes just kind of breaking down what you saw on that side of the ball for Washington's FCS opponent. Yeah, so I'm going to start way back, 2019. They had a great year in 2019. They finished third um, in the big sky for 2019 as a team. Um, they did not let up many points. Uh, the defense was is very, um, very athletic for an FCS team. Last year, they only gave up a combined 10 points. That was, although it was to Division II Central Washington and Portland State. Portland State, though, is very respected among the FCS. They have a quality of, uh, they have some quality transfers, uh, D1 transfers that come down, including Marquis Spiker, uh, Darian Chase from Nebraska, just to name a few. So Portland State has some guys, and Montana State only held them to a very respectable seven points. This unit um, is led by defensive end, former Arizona Wildcat Justin Belknap. Uh, he's a sixth-year grad transfer, played last year, but got granted that sixth year due to COVID. He comes in around at 230 pounds, is very small, especially for a guy who used to play defensive uh, end at a at the Power 5 level, but he is super explosive, quick feet, good hands, solid technique. Uh, on the other side, they got Joe Barbros. He's 240 pounds, 10 pounds bigger uh, than Belknap, but Barbros like Belknap, very quick, fast. And for a bigger Washington, you know, Vic Kern and and Jackson Kirkland are on the bigger side of things as far as it goes for uh, offensive tackles checking in at 300, three, you know, 300 plus pounds. Um, 
very big. So you never know. Their quickness could poise a problem. I don't see it, though, ultimately being a monkey on their back as they are two of the more athletic tackles, not in the, only in the Pac-12 across the nation. Uh, the strength of this defense, though, does lie within linebacker. Um, they got a couple good solid linebackers who have total of seven, eight years of eight or eight, nine years of experience within the Grizzly football program. So they've had they've seen their time there, which is which is important, especially for going up against an FBS team like Washington. Having two really solid linebackers who have good communication and have played together for a while is very important. Um, I think for this linebacker unit, it's very important to contain the run game if they're able to contain the run game Richard Newton Richard Newton Sean McGrew and company then they may have a solid day and have the chance to spring a trap and uh, post an upset but they do have the defensive ends like I said are a little smaller so they have to be able to contain the edges especially on running play and for Washington offensively you're going to expect them to run the ball all over them just because they are pretty small up front especially uh, they're going to be very vanilla with their playbook, I, I'm guessing, just because it is an FCS team in Montana. Uh, so expect them to just run the ball through the tackles outside, maybe take a shot or two downfield. And for Montana, this is where things get a little bit interesting uh, for the Grizzlies. They have former Louisville transfer Justin Ford. He's very athletic and very talented. Actually came out of the JUCO uh, Juco system where he was recruited by a number of different programs. I think the biggest one to note is the Auburn Tigers ultimately chose to go to the ACC Louisville Cardinal. Uh, didn't get much playing time there due to injury. So he decided to transfer back over to Montana where he was recruited by the defensive backs coach a while back um, through uh, the, you know, recruiting system in high school, college, whatever it may be. Uh, he chose to go to Montana and play. A couple other guys to mention are Robbie Hawk, Gavin Robertson, and Omar Hicks. Omar Hicks is a guy I like. He's 6'1", very lengthy and long. The corners, like from a size perspective, they match up very respectively to Pac-12, uh, Big 12, you know, long, lengthy corners. They can fit the D1 mold. Um, mm-hmm. Just the talent is not quite there. So if I'm Montana and I'm scheming out what you need to do to stop a Washington offense that obviously is – a little more superior than what they have seen in the past. You got to keep their receivers on the sidelines. You can't let them get the middle of the field where they're quicker and more shiftier. You got to keep them on the sidelines with this little room to operate. Uh, but like I said, the Montana offense, I mean, defense is very athletic, maybe on the smaller side of things, but they get the job done for an FCS program. Uh, as far as our team goes, they are coming in around ninth in the preseason polls. So that just shows that they are a very respectable FCS team, and are, they are a real threat to come out and win the Big Sky in the FCS conference. Nevertheless, though, are an FCS team, so just expect Washington to really have their way with a smaller Grizzly defense without having to open up the playbook ahead of heading to Ann Arbor. Wonderful. Thank you for going into detail about that, Jack. Uh, so yeah, like you said, smaller, especially up front. Uh, honestly, pretty respectably sized secondary. Another name to mention, I think, is Nash Fouch. He's from Woodenville. I remember talking with him a lot about Cascadia Preps, writer Micah Chen. Um, but with kind of, a, I don't know, like you mentioned, smaller, perhaps, defensive front. 
what do you expect to see from Montana in terms of trying to dial up maybe different pressures or are they a team that gets kind of creative in that regard? They still stay pretty base or I guess kind of routine in their defense. What, what do you kind of see uh, from them, I guess, scheme wise defensively? Yeah. Like I said, their defensive ends are pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to expect them to dial up and, you know, pressures going more on the outside. If they're able to get that first step off Kirkland and off Kern, they may be able to get some kind of pressure but, you know, like I said, a D1 offensive tackle is just a different animal than an FCS offensive tackle. So it's it's pretty hard to say what they're going to do pressure-wise. But if I were them, if I'm their defensive coordinator and I'm thinking, hey, what do I need to do in order to win this game? you got to keep their defensive ends on the outside. You can't let them get inside and clogged up in that lane because they do run a 3-3-5. So you can't allow them to pl- – plug those holes where the linebackers are supposed to go. you got to keep them on the outside and get that first step if possible because if they are able to get that first step and close some lanes down, Richard Newton and Sean McGrew are going to have less less opportunity and less windows uh, to run the ball on a few fewer holes. Awesome. And then also you mentioned Jace Lewis for 2020, the season that was supposed to be. He was the preseason defensive player of the year in the big sky. Um so what, I guess, does he kind of bring to the table, especially with a smaller defensive front? Is he a guy who can, I guess, call his own number and get in the backfield and make some plays? Or do you think Washington neutralizing that smaller defensive line will impact his ability to make some plays? Yeah, like I said, linebacker is definitely the strength of their strength of their team. And Jace Lewis, 6'1", 230, redshirt senior, has enough experience, has played a lot. Um, I expect him to step up to the task. I think if there's one guy that's going to be flying all around the field, it's going to be Jace Lewis. Uh, and with Lewis, you're getting a guy who is has pretty solid size. Six one two thirty is you know that's that that's for that's good size for a linebacker, especially at the FCS level. Yeah. And so with Lewis, you're going to expect him to be in a number of different pressure schemes. I expect him to be on Kate Otten as well as plugging those running holes. He's got to be the guy that's making tackles. You can't allow. If Lewis misses a tackle and it get things get into the secondary, uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough night for Montana. Certainly. So you mentioned strength of the team or on the defensive side at least is in the linebacker core. If you were to have to call out a weakness or an area that the Huskies could expose, like you said, I don't expect them to get too creative with what they're doing. Uh, but what's I guess an area they could get after? Yeah, kind of like I said is. Um, the defensive ends, they are a lot smaller. Their defensive line checks in at an average weight of 253 pounds. Mm-hmm. Their, no, their nose tackle uh, by the name of Eli Alford is 6'1", 290. So he is a little bigger, which is what – and they do run a three three five. More the reason why I like Washington, just to run the ball just absolutely down their throats. Yeah. And as Jimmy, Jimmy Lake, he may, might not – he may even come out with the run the damn ball hat. <laughs> Never know. Never know. But I expect them to do just that, especially getting the edges. If, you know, especially a guy like Julius Boyle, 6'8", 335, you know, he's going to be a monster, you know, sealing those edges. And if they seal those edges, it's it's game over for Montana. Washington's really going to run up the scoreboard slowly, but surely they'll get there. So Montana, weakness, kind of like I said, is that defensive end. And that's really where... If, if, they, if they're going to have a bread and butter for this game, it's got to be there. It's got to be there. Certainly. Yeah, I was going to say, even with their nose being one of the bigger guys on the defensive side, Eli Alford and then Alex Gebner coming in at 290 and 294 respectively, imagine those guys standing between uh, Julius Bulo and, and Henry Bainavalu. There's some size difference there for sure. 
Exactly. I think we're going to move right along, go to the offensive side of the ball. Montana, they have some weapons on the offensive side of the ball. I think that's fair to say. Luke, what do you like about uh, Montana's offense? Do they pose some threats to Washington? Any matchups you might need to be weary of? Certainly. Well, they will be without an FCS All-American candidate in Marcus Knight at running back who scored 25 touchdowns in 2019. Uh, and then also Nick Ostmo, a running back who has some experience under his belt, uh, was not listed in the two deeps and has been seen recently in camp with a walking boot on. So they'll be relying on two freshman running backs in Xavier Harris and Isaiah Childs. I will say Xavier Harris is a guy who catches my eye. He was a three-star running back out of high school, but went to Montana 5'10", 180 pounds, uh, and he is electric. Not the most physical guy in the world, uh, but he did score two touchdowns in the two games that Montana played this spring against Portland State in central Washington. He's wiggly and fast, averaged over six yards a carry, uh, and he's a guy that if you get lazy with tackling or catches a crease, uh, it could be a 20, 25-yard mistake for the dogs. So that's one that stands out. Even without an All-American running back, I think that Montana will really look to run the ball in this game. They have a pretty talented offensive line, uh, starting and headlined by left tackle Conlon Beaver, who's a preseason All-American left tackle candidate. He has 24 career starts. They have two guys that have played at the D1 FBS level, albeit both were walk-ons. Hunter McGinnis, the left guard, and A.J. Forbes went to WSU and Nebraska, respectively, and they're expected to start all five of their offensive linemen weigh in above 300 pounds uh, and all but two of them at 6'5 or taller. Um, my favorite, I think, on the line is Dylan Cook, who was actually a quarterback at Montana State Northern, which I didn't know was a school, but he threw for two touchdowns and ran for three touchdowns before transferring to Montana State. And now he's going to be their starting right tackle. Another place to look, though, for playmakers is in the receiver room, highlighted by Samuel Akem, a 6'4", 210-pound redshirt senior receiver he has 22 career touchdown receptions had 13 touchdowns in 2018 uh, and he's a guy that can hurt you in a variety of ways uh, I think that senior quarterback Cam Humphrey who's 5-0 and as a starter in his career will be targeting a chem early and often uh, and he's a guy that can stretch the field at his size even against defenses with the caliber of Washington I guess Cam Humphrey like you mentioned starting quarterback for Montana He's a dual-threat guy, good with the legs, good with an arm. What do you like about Humphrey? Is there any weakness you could ex the dogs could expose for them? Uh, you know, I like Cam Humphrey uh, in the sense that he just kind of exudes like your classic kind of senior leader vibe. I was watching uh, highlights from their first game this spring that Montana played. Uh, on the first series, it's third and one. He does a keeper on a zone read. Uh, and there's nothing in front of him, and he puts his shoulder through a defensive end, stretches out for first down. Like you said, he's kind of a dual threat. I don't picture him the likes of like Dorian Thompson-Robinson for UCLA where they're going to be dialing up runs for him. That said, he can keep it uh, and pick up yards with his legs, knows when to fight for extra yards, um, and isn't afraid to let it fly. I think he really trusts his receivers, receivers especially uh, Akem is a receiver that he will be looking to target early and often. He's got a solid arm, doesn't make a ton of mistakes, only two interceptions in his career. Uh, and yeah, I think he's a solid guy that will, uh, I don't know, make sound decisions and not, I guess, make mistakes that count Montana out in this one early. Wonderful. Offensive line, like you said, they do have a big offensive line, all checking in well over, well over 300 pounds. And this is bigger than a lot of Power 5 
offensive lines Washington will see this year. Uh, I guess with that being said, is there a chance the Montana offensive line could pose some problems up front for the dogs um, defensively, maybe have a tougher time getting pressure, which could allow uh, Juco transfer Cam Humphrey to get free or use his legs? Yeah, so I think it will be interesting to see um, Hunter McGinnis, like I mentioned, and Moses Mallory are the starting guards, each 330 pounds or above. Uh, so they will pose, I think, a challenge uh, for Thule and Taki up front for the Huskies. Um, and with a running back, I think as talented as Xavier Harris that can make teams pay if they don't bottle him up early. I think it could be challenging. I think Husky fans – don't be surprised to see Montana move the sticks a few times, especially early um, with fresh legs in that def- or offensive line and a talented running back like Xavier Harris. So I think it could be a challenge for the Huskies, and I'm glad that they're going up against an offensive line with such size before playing Michigan. Uh, obviously, Michigan probably has a little more talent on their offensive line, but having a physical battle up front, I think, will prepare the Huskies well for that second game. Exactly. Running game. Uh, they are, like you mentioned, they are shorthanded, especially without their best guy, uh, in that backfield. Do you think that this Washington defensive line, uh, has the chance, you know, fresh legs is a big thing. Uh, like you said, what this Washington defensive line could wear them out, tire them down, which could ultimately, uh, open up the scoreboard early. Yeah. I think it, a lot of it will be, I, I think, I don't know. I think the early possessions for, the Montana offense will set the tone if the Huskies are able to bottle up Xavier Harris and Isaiah, Isaiah Childs early and kind of play their game, set their tone. I think that that could be a recipe for a long day for Montana. But if they come out and are able to kind of set some creases, move Thule and Taki around a little bit and create space for their running backs, uh, I think the Huskies may have a little bit of a challenge settling in. So I know it's kind of cliche, but I think the first few series that Montana has on the offensive side of the ball will really be a difference maker in, I guess, how things go up front for the dogs. Assuming that the Huskies are able to eventually kind of get things settled in, I will also be excited to see the likes of Jacob Bandis, Noah Nagalu, Fatui Tuatele. You wonder if a Kuaupe Hopa might get in there as well if the Huskies can get a comfortable lead uh, and go against a talented FCS offensive line. Schematically, what would you say Montana comes out with? What do you think they're going to, you know, you said that first couple drives are going to be the instigators of the telltale sign of how this Montana team will fare for the rest of the day. What do you think they're going to do right out of the gate? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, they don't, from what I've seen, mix personnel up an overwhelming amount. Uh, a lot of times you'll see them with a running back, a tight end, and three receivers. So I'll expect that a lot. They're rarely under center. You're going to see a lot of shotgun and pistol. Um, and then over the course of Coach Houks, that's the head coach at Montana. Sorry, can you hear my dog freaking out in the background? I can. It's okay. Hi, Rosie. I'm going to shut the door. Okay. So uh, over the course of Coach Houck's career at Montana, uh, he's actually thrown the ball more than he's run the ball at about a 52.5% passing plays percentage on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Albeit they did have Dalton Sneed, kind of a legendary quarterback at Montana at the beginning of his career there. Nevertheless, I think they'll come out a lot of shotgun, a lot of pistol. Uh, They'll do some RPO zone read uh, and occasionally. uh, So I don't know all that to say, you'll see a lot of shotgun zone read RPO pistol. Uh, I think they'll uh, try to move the ball downfield with guys 
uh, like Cam Humphrey throwing the ball uh, to their talented receiving core headlined by Samuel Kem. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what I see from them offensively. Wonderful. I think that'll do it. Montana taking the field against Washington this Saturday, 5 o'clock on Pac-12 Networks. Montana, talented FCS team, but Washington should get the better of them this Saturday. Uh, with that being said, I'm Jack McCauley alongside Luke Munger from Dogman.com. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.